This is Iris Stephen Bear from Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to The Shuttle Pod. You lucky sons of bitches. <laughs> Captain's Log, Stardate August 9th, 2018. These are the ongoing voyages of the Shuttlepod. In fact, the 56th voyage of the Shuttlepod. And we recently returned from an amazing mission to Las Vegas. The Risa of Earth. The Risa. <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, uh, my name is Jared. I'm one of your co-hosts. I'm here with uh, my, my friend and your friend, Brian. Hey, everybody. As well as Kayla. The editor of TrekMovie.com. Hey, guys. And, of course, the inimitable Matt. Oh, hey, everybody. Wow, inimitable this time. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Someone's always going to be the inimitable one when Jared's hosting. It's usually usually our friend Mr. Drew, but I think I get it this week. Do do I I overuse the word (laughs) inimitable? The mantle has been passed, Matt. If if we made a word cloud of all of our shuttle pods, would inimitable be the biggest word for me? It would be one of them. It would be inimitable, and if you're speaking about phrases, it would also be, hello, friends. (laughs) <laughs> yes. I would. Friends, definitely friends. friends yeah, Fre- and yeah. then it would be, and then it would be, and then it would be Brian going friend Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, drive me bananas is my phrase. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so now we we uh, just all got back from uh, the Las Vegas Star Trek convention. We all flew out of Vegas Monday. Mm-hmm. It was, I guess I drove yep. out, of, out, of, out of Vegas. It was great to see everyone. Uh, Kayla, I had not seen you in two years yeah. since the 2016, because from when I was uh, in, in the UAE. And then Matt, that was actually the first time I'd ever met you face-to-face. That's right. It was, it was great. It was a real pleasure to meet you face-to-face, Jared. Yeah, like, likewise. You're, you're very easy to talk to. It, it, an incomparable good conversation. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> It's like this flow in the podcast kind of means something, huh? You know? Yeah, it does. Yeah. We finally got all the shuttle potters under one roof. Yeah, it was the first time all four of us were in the same place. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Yep. It was very cool. Breathing the same air. The same recycled. uh, (laughs) Recycled. Recycled yet somehow still smoke filled. Yeah, that's right. I I didn't realize that that you could smoke in, in. Casinos in Vegas, I guess I've just forgotten it. <laughs> anyway, that's not what we came here to talk about. We've got a lot of stuff about the convention, a lot of material to go through. We, we had a whirlwind uh, experience. We were able to, to talk with, with our fellow fans of the, of the Star Trek phenomenon. We were able to talk with a few stars, and there were some surprises along the way. We, we, we yes. want to start with our top line message, the news item, which was so, which was so uh, spread throughout the, the our culture and, and our media that, that Brian actually I think you told us your wife emailed you uh, an article in the New York Times about it that's how big deal it yep. was that it is it yep. to that level of uh, media yeah it, it hit the zeitgeist pretty quickly yeah so Kayla can I ask you to can you tell us a little bit about uh, what happened because you were you were closer than it than all of us yeah so if if there's anyone who's listening who hasn't figured it out yet of course what we're talking about is the announcement that Patrick Stewart is coming back to Star Trek television and will be reprising his role as Captain Jean-Luc Picard, at least as Jean-Luc Picard. 
Um, And the way that it was announced was one of the coolest things. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen at a convention, period. It was the most exciting news. They don't usually drop news at Star Trek Las Vegas. um, Yeah. Which has always been kind of uh, a grievance of ours, I think. It's like you have this Mm -hmm. whole fan base here. You know, throw us a bone. We're all here coming to this convention. It's all Trekkies. Um, And this year they really did save the best for us, which felt pretty good. And they kept it under wraps, which I was surprised about. Um, Because they knew about this for at least a week ahead of time, and it did not leak. So, you know, kudos to them for keeping that from from leaking ahead of time. So yeah, and Kayla, when when we uh, when we met the uh, the the PR person for CBS, I mm -hmm. I told her, you know, as a PR flack, like your best successes are the ones you can't like put on your resume or post on LinkedIn, right? Mm -hmm. And so to be able to achieve that is the modern market. With fans as uh, dedicated and and um, good at snooping as Star Trek fans is incredible. So mm-hmm. tip of the hat for sure. Yep. And it was awesome to be surprised by this. Um, they, we had heard rumors that morning that they were going to be making some kind of announcement on stage that afternoon. Uh, within the next mm-hmm. few hours, they were saying on stage, "Make sure to stay here after William Shatner's panel uh, at one thirty. There's going to be a big announcement. You're going and they, I believe they did say Alex Kurtzman is here." So it's yeah, going to be a big announcement. Did. And now I'm getting really excited, but at the same time, they've done this before where they're like, oh, it's going to be a big deal. And then it's like Alex Kurtzman or someone, or I think I think it was Brian Fuller a couple of years ago, like on a video they had pre-recorded, and they yeah. had played it up, and it was like a real letdown. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm guardedly enthusiastic about this, excited for it. Um, and I think they strategically put it right after the William Shatner panel so that the room would be full. Yeah, uh, oh, they absolutely Martin. did. Yeah, which was in a fact, good idea. In fact, not only did they put it after, they actually this is how this is how uh, sure they were that this was important. They actually shaved ten minutes off of Shatner's panel to do it. Mm-hmm. So they actually this is how you know, which really like if you're going to shave ten minutes off of Shatner, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah, you don't really yeah. take you don't really take away stage time from the chat. That's, right, that's you know, so it, we could all kind of tell something was up, like something big. Yeah, but we weren't we sure what. And Adam Malin came out, one of the co-owners of Creation came out at one point and was hovering around Bill Shatner. Right. So that was another weird oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. So, and I yeah. think Shatner even made a joke about them like pulling him off stage with a, with a cane, like a vaudeville yeah. type of reference. Yep, yeah. he did. The he hooks did. were out. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, you know, after Shatner's panel is ending, I'm down in the press pit, which is this little, like, small horseshoe area, right center stage, right in front of the stage. You can reach out and touch the stage. Um, and the rest of you guys were off to the side where they usually have press sitting. And I'm down there to take pictures. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of you who haven't been to Star Trek Las Vegas, it's a really nice stage setup that they have these days. There's some, like, nice white couches and a little desk for people moderating panels to sit at. And where the stars come out onto stage is through these giant bright orange holodeck door things and so they make the sound you know when they open the doors and the stars come out and it's really cool um and so the doors open alex kurtzman comes out on stage and now i'm like okay wow he's actually physically here he's probably going to tell us something about the next star trek show to happen because obviously the biggest news lately is that he's extended uh his deal with cbs for five years to create a bunch of new shows 
Star Trek shows for CBS All Access. So I'm thinking, right. great, there's they're going to drop some big news here for sure. He comes out on stage and starts saying, okay, I'm here to tell you about the new show. Okay, that's cool. I, I figured that was coming. But I don't feel qualified to tell you about it myself. And so I'm going to bring a very special guest out on stage. And then he motions back to the doors and they open up again. You know, and out walks Patrick Stewart. And at that moment, the announcement had been made. Because not only were there rumors going around about Patrick Stewart coming back as Jean-Luc Picard, but now here he is on stage to announce this next show. And everyone instantly knew what this meant. And the crowd just exploded yeah, yeah. They, everyone jumped to their feet. It was it was truly amazing to like be it was in that amazing. room. It's truly yeah, it really was. It, it was it was electric. It was really. a real incredible experience, and I'm not someone who often waxes poetic about you know like feeling the love in a room and things like that. Well, I do acknowledge that you can. You know, I I wouldn't say I'm the first to go overboard. You know, and and but I will say, I am saying that to stress how real this was. Patrick Stewart walked to the front of the stage and held his arms out wide with a microphone in one hand and just kind of looked around the crowd, uh, almost like embracing the crowd. And he had this huge smile on his face. And it was like the energy coming from the audience was tangible, was a physical Mm -hmm. force that was hitting him. And you could see it. You could yeah, see it yeah. hit his body and hit his face and hit, and respond to that insane amount of love and joy. Uh, it was really like I, there was nothing that I could say to really describe exactly how it felt. And it was incredible. And and, and I, I was so excited. I, I was actually shaking at that point. Wow. Um, and like we used to, we like to talk about between us often how we don't really get starstruck as much anymore because we're around the, yeah. the stars and interviewing them so often and chatting with them like normal human beings that it's not like when we were earlier in our fan days, you know, you'd see someone in the elevator and like, and that would like change your whole life kind of a thing. And this was like that feeling again, like, oh my God, it's Picard and it's Patrick Stewart and he, the yeah. things he's saying were so real and it's like he gets it. And it's like he is saying, "I've come home." Mm. And, and at first, mm-hmm. he said to the, he told the audience a story about how they had asked him a little while back to the idea of coming back to play P- Picard, and he said, "You know, that's a part of my life that was in my past, and it, it caused me to be, uh, you know, pigeonholed for not being able to get roles, typecast. typecast thank you, yeah. not being able to get roles." And he's, you know, he said, you know, I'm very, very sorry. It makes me sad to say this, but no, I can't come back and play Picard. And then apparently they were able to convince him because when they came back and told him more about what ideas they had in mind, he said, I was very happy that I could say, yes, I will come back and play Picard again. And just watching him say this to the whole fans. And, and, and I was standing now, I was sitting on the ground and he was standing less than 10 feet away from me. And I could see, as he's telling the story and saying how he's come home, I could see the water welling up in his eyes. Mm. Yeah. And, his voice was cracking, mm-hmm. too. I think, like you guys were saying, because I said, you guys, he was tearing up. And you guys were like, we know. We could tell. Like, we could see it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you could see yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was emotional for everybody. There were people crying in the audience. Oh, yeah. I mean, we were all, we were all I was, missed. I was choked up. <laughs> yeah, we all Yeah, were. we all were. I mean, that's a, that was a 
big, big deal. Yeah, because we, we went from thinking we wouldn't see him at all to him saying he's coming back, right, within right. minutes, yeah. seconds. We, I think we wrote that. I mean, the entire like auditorium, I think everyone walked out of the auditorium probably on just like an amazing buzz for like an hour, I think. You know what yeah. I mean? They were just, just, just that, that energy, you know, it was just like amazing. I had an adrenaline high yeah. for about the next four hours, I think. Yeah, we all did. We were all, we were all, we were all, we were all buzzed for a while. It was while. pretty amazing. Yeah, we were all Yeah, it was, like, it was the best kind of buzz you can have. It was yeah, awesome. It well really said. was. Well said. Yeah. And I felt bad for whoever came out afterwards because at that point i mean people have been there for you know since the to shatner or before then and, and nothing could compete with that kind of news no yeah no it was amazing yeah you know and can i tell you i w- when we had been hearing that something was going to happen i was texting my buddy rick and i was texting him um like hey man you should where are you you should get down here i think there's going to be some big announcement uh, and he's like, well, mm-hmm. what is it? And I said, well, I don't know. You should, but you should come. Uh, you know, it's mm-hmm. possible it may be nothing. It may be lame. But, like, you know, it's up to you. Because he's you texting me, her. like, oh, I'm tired. And this is what, like, one thirty, But he sleeps late. He's like, I need to go get some pancakes at the hash house. I don't know. I'll hear about whatever it is. And I'm, <laughs> that's, that's very <laughs> I'm like, up to you, dude. But, like, it could be something huge. I'll, let you, I'll something. let you know. You know, you might be right. It might be nothing. But I'll let you know. And then afterwards, I was like, Dude, you fucked up. Like, sure. I, t- I think I texted him then. He's like, "I'm so pissed." Yeah, yeah. You, you did your yeah. due diligence. Yeah, you tried. It's one of those moments as a fan, you feel grateful for actually being there for it. Like it was like pretty special. It was super yeah, special. Really I, I, I I told yeah. you guys before, but my brother texted me an hour later. He's like, "Hey, did you see this news that Patrick Stewart is coming back?" And I texted him back a picture that I'd taken on my phone. Like, yeah, I'm here in Vegas. <laughs> like I was in, in the room. Ex- yeah. Yeah, 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 friend of mine did the exact same thing to me. Anyway, thanks, thanks for describing that, Kayla. It was very uh, eloquent. Thank you. We have a couple of quotes from from what Patrick Stewart actually said on stage, um, and I'd love to share one in particular, if you don't mind. Do it. It will be. I promise you. I guarantee it. Something very, very different. It will come to you with the same passion and determination and love of the material and love of our followers and our fans exactly as we had it before. And that was really moving to me. And so I felt like that was his way of explaining to the audience why, even though I've always had to say no before, why now I could say yes to it. Because it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's not just a money grab of, hey, let's throw Patrick sure. Stewart back on screen. He, he you know, it comes right. from his own mouth that he really believes in the passion and the the trek right. message you know behind what they're doing so you know right i yeah. believe mm-hmm. him <laughs> yeah and it's, it's not as though he has anything to prove or needs the money right oh yeah good right. point right oh and then something else to mention kayla you couldn't see it from where you were but we could from the uh, i guess stage left where we all were but brent spiner and jonathan frakes and uh lavar burton were all behind the curtain uh, watching it. Brent wasn't there. Oh, he wasn't. Brent was not there. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it no. was it was Frakes and, and Lavar. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but it was cute to see them there supporting their friend. Yeah, how awesome for them Absolutely. to be there cheering him on. You guys had told me yeah. about that after yeah. after the panel ended. And it bears mentioning that obviously Jean Luc Picard, as Patrick said, is back. Mm. But people should condition themselves to understand that 
this is not a revival of Star Trek The Next Generation. Right. Exactly. That Now, there may be other members of the TNG cast that appear in this, and they probably will. At least a few of them. But there's no but guarantees. This is mostly the story of Jean-Luc Picard. Right. And it's probably going to be you know a deep kind of character study with some nice meaty scenes for Patrick to play. But it's not going to be Jean-Luc Picard on the bridge of the Enterprise E. I'd be right. very so I, surprised. So I think that next quote is apropos, Brian. I think you should read it. Then. Yes. He said, He may not, and I stress may not, be a captain anymore. He may not be the Jean-Luc that you recognize and know so well. It may be a very different individual. Someone who has been changed by his experiences. 20 years will have passed. So basically 20 years since Nemesis. Right. Mm -hmm. But then both in our real lifetime and also in showtime. It'll be set 20 years after. Yeah, it'll be roughly 20 minutes. Yeah, it'll be roughly 20 minutes in real life. 20 years in real lifetime too. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Which, by the way, just this is your daily reminder that Nemesis was 20 years ago. Ah, 15. No, 16. Well, I mean, almost. He's rounding up when he says that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's close enough. But it's close, close enough. enough. Exactly. By the time, yeah, I mean, it's going to be at least another year or more before we see this thing. So. Right, right. So it works out. Yep. So my guess is that this is going to be some kind of a miniseries. Yeah, like, uh, six, yeah. like six episodes. Yeah. Yeah, five or six hours kind o- of thing. Almost certainly. He does, there, there's no way Sir Patrick cares to commit to something long term right, right. yeah why 14 hour day shoots for eight months yeah he's yeah right. no yeah. right and 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 patrick is 78 years old he's not gonna want to do that <clears throat> right he's not physically be up to it and, we, and so. we know that cbs is interested in having this uh these that, that type of content like miniseries style content to put in between seasons of discovery in fact they've said that they want there to be some kind of star trek on all access all year long which i think is very smart because how many people here did not cancel their subscription as soon as Discovery ended and is going to just yeah, it when it yeah. starts again? It's yeah. 15 yeah. bucks a month, you know, whatever it is for the ad-free version, 10 or 15 bucks a month that, you know. I think it's 10 bucks. 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Or, yeah, 10 or 11 bucks a month that, like, I would rather have in my pocket. If, you know, I'm not yeah, going to watch too. episodes. I'm not going to watch episodes with The Good Wife or whatever they have on there, so. Or right. CBS All Access hit show the inspectors <laughs> about the best postal inspector the world has ever seen i'm not even kidding that's an all access show she, she she's talking about the united states postal inspector service founded mm-hmm. by benjamin franklin no doubt a great man's greatest accomplishment no doubt and he would be honored that this show is carrying on his legacy <laughs> And we had a fun conversation with that at dinner one night, and K- K- yes, we did. Caleb regaled us with great stories about about the one part of American life that has not been mined into the ground by procedurals. <laughs> but it oh is now. It's about Goodness. to change. Did Did you know yeah. its tagline is "Wired for Justice"? I don't even understand what that means. No, it should be "Justice is postage due." Yes, oh, boom, Jared. Where was much Jared better. when they were making this show? Come on, I know they Not failed. Jared, as much money Jared as wins. The guy who came up with wired for whatever. <laughs> also, yeah, this what is what the heck is that? This is officially yeah. the farthest tangent we've got on. Yeah, yeah. on the shuttle pod. <laughs> but but yeah, to, to return out. to your idea, yes, there is a lot of value in 
continuing the brand, not just for the reasons you described, but but for for less um, uh, what's it called? concrete ones to be having new Star Trek content coming out more than ten weeks out of the year. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. With like a Very year in between so. seasons. Yeah. yeah. And it could be all sorts of things. It could be series. It could be documentaries. It could be anything. Yeah. That's a good point. You know, yeah. It could really. They, they've yeah. said they're open to all kinds of forms of things, so we'll, we shall see. Yeah. Hey, I think the guy who came up with Wired for Justice is the same guy that came up with the name Short Treks. Uh-oh, really? Could be. <laughs> Why, do you guys love it? I don't love it. No, I don't think it's It just amazing. feels kind of obvious. Any... It's like, it's we'll call them, you know, yeah, Short well, Treks, yes, but does. something better. You know, you'll come up with something. <laughs> and then they just never <laughs> came up with a better name. They're like, well, shit, we'll we need something. It, we'll call yeah. it something like Love Day, but not so lame. Happy Love Day. <laughs> exactly. Happy yeah. Love exactly. Day. It was it was like the day before San Diego, and they hadn't come up with the name yet, and that's yeah. what happened. That's what they came yeah, up with. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, speaking of speaking of San Diego, before we leave the Picard topic, I wanted to sort of provide some context too for for why this thing with Patrick Stewart was so surprising. I think to everyone, which is that I think we all thought, well, where where are you going to trot this out? Like, where are you going to where are you going to bring Sir Patrick Stewart out? Uh, right. STLV or G Comic Con that has the eyes of the world and all the nerd press oh, and all the yeah. mainstream press yeah. on it, and so mm-hmm. we thought. I think we. I think we all thought that you know a few, the, the week before you know when Comic Con was going, we didn't hear anything about the new sort of expanded Trek TV universe at all. They actually was rather conspicuously missing, aside from like those little mini episodes that are supposed to tide us over, and they're directly right. related to Discovery, so it's not even all that surprising. And I think we were all came away really bummed that they didn't say a thing about plans for an expanded like TV universe. And so for them to do it at Las Vegas was really cool and yeah. really kind of yes. su- and really kind of surprising. I think we were all surprised that it would be that they held it. Night- they very kind of cool. Yeah. It's very cool of them. They held it a week basically. Well, yeah. it, 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 it is very Las cool, Vegas. but but also if they'd released it at Comic Con, there's a chance that the news might have gotten lost in a bunch of other entertainment news uh, i sincerely doubt that i don't think but. so i think it's, so. I think it's that big of a deal look, that Stewart Stewart a big star. Yeah. Yeah. look, look at look at how big of a deal it was now it was huge new york um, times dude new york times our our our, our good old founder and editor-in-chief tony just did an article that literally mapped that that mapped google trends for the discussion of carrie fisher being used in the next episode star wars episode and then the mentions of patrick stewart and patrick stewart actually way beats that news as really far as, like, wow news. Hope and so. something yeah. like like so, like hashtags like uh patrick stewart and I'm trying to remember the right correct ones but there are a couple of hashtags related to it like um picard i think was one of them that were trending world worldwide on twitter wow yeah. so mm. so they could have announced this so the moral of the story they could have announced this at comic-con it would definitely not have been drowned especially because disney and marvel weren't wasn't really in per, uh, participating in comic-con this oh, year. Sure. so but they didn't and that's what's really kind of cool and also, I think one of the reasons why it blew everyone's minds, like in yep. that in that you know in that auditorium when we were there, was like, well, what are they going to do? They didn't announce anything at Comic Con. Like, this can't be. It's like Kayla was saying, well, this can't be a big deal. Like, of course they don't treat Vegas. You know, they kind of treat Vegas right. as like the second, you know, the sort of redheaded stepchild of things. Comic Con is where it's at, and then they totally blew our minds, you know, by actually <laughs> announcing something really important there. So. Yeah, kudos to CBS for doing that. Yeah, it was very awesome. Go CBS. Yeah, and it really was. Yeah, and we hope they do more of it in the future. Yes, very much so. So that was a win for them. It was a win for the fans. It was a win for creation. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was, it was a win for Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yep. 
Yeah, it was it was it was great. Yeah. It was incredible. Yep. But other stuff did happen at the convention too. Yes, strangely enough, it did. It did. <laughs> and let's see. I guess while we're talking about news, let's also talk about some discovery stuff. Yeah. Yes. Now, I missed the Rain Wilson. I, I wasn't able to get there quite on time on Friday. But for those for those of you who were there, if you could tell us a little bit about what, what happened with him. Oh, Rain was a delight, as you might imagine. He was mm-hmm. awesome. He came out on stage to a huge applause, you know, because everybody knows him from The Office, you know, now as Harry Mudd, and of course from Galaxy Quest, which is, you know, everyone's sort of favorite unofficial, official sort of Star Trek movie, right? That, like, yeah. that lots of fans embrace. So I think, you know, for, for being that early in the convention, he was, he, there were a lot of people in seats, even though it was earlier in the day and earlier in the convention, there were a lot of people that showed up for him given the early position in the convention. So, and he was a lot of fun. Um, He talked about, of course, like, you know, watching TOS, like in syndication as a kid and all kinds of really cool stuff to let us know that, yeah, he's, he's one of us. Like he wanted to, to be on star trek he had a great little you know recounting that as soon as he got wind you know back in 2015 when they did that announcement of you know some new show was coming he said that he you know jumped up and immediately told his agent whatever you know whatever you do like get me on this show you know book me on this new star trek show that's forming get me in there so that was that was really cool to hear but rain rain also talked about some short trek stuff yes he did and that's what was really Another really cool tidbit, because we haven't heard tons about these short tricks yet. They're sort of coming out in dribs and drabs. Like, uh, Michael Shabon basically announced himself as one of the authors on Instagram. Otherwise, mm-hmm. we would have never known. Um, so, uh, as we as we sort of announced before, that uh, Rain Wilson is also directing himself in his own, like, Harry Mudd short trek. Oh, cool. I hadn't heard that. Although, he did say something that was a little unnerving when he said that, he needs. He's going to need a lot of help staging shots and stuff. I was oh. like, oh, oh, really? Yeah. You, <laughs> Are you sure you want to direct yeah, this, buddy? Yeah. Oh, he, he literally uh, said that. Like he needed help getting shots set. I up. mean, I that's like, okay. what. That's what. That, but honestly, like, there's a bunch of people up there that will help him do that. Yeah, I know, but it's just. But like, then why yeah. is he so directing? Then so, yeah. so then it's a vanity thing. Whatever. Yeah. They're can really can, I, do can I interject? Cool. Uh, so I went to this panel with the. Uh, uh, Three actors who'd become directors on Star Trek: Lavar Burton, Rene Abergenois, and uh, and Robert Duncan McNeil. And Rene Abergenois said, on most TV shows, when an actor says that he wants to direct, it's kind of like, okay, sure, and they let him do it, and then it's understood that the director of photography will kind of just be in charge and you know let them get a little bit of glory. And he said, but not on Star Trek. And this, if you, or at least from their era, said if you couldn't really do it, then Rick Berman wouldn't let you do it. So let's mm-hmm. let's hope that that same attitude still applies. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, he's about to be put through kind of a, a director's boot camp, like sure. we've heard about before. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the cool, but the cool stuff that he talked about, he we didn't actually uh, get a name, but he dropped that his mini episode is being written by one of the writers for the uh, animated, you know, cult sort of cult, cult hit sci-fi series Rick and Morty, and that's kind of cool. I. I think that's a good sign. Like, I think that's cool. I like Rick and Morty. That's that's and good cross promotion for Rick and Morty too, because it's so long between seasons for them. Yeah. So, and also, it seems like that would sort of fit a Harry Mud short. 
that kind of zaniness sure. could work. For sure. So that's really good. He says about it, he said, it's it's very funny and weird. You see some alien situations you have never seen before in Star Trek canon, and I am thrilled. So huh. there you go. There you go. All right. Cool. Anything else discovery related? Uh, now, well, to... well, well, plenty. We also, well, when we're talking about stars, the other person that was early was Jason Isaacs. He, yeah. he came early and had to leave early. So he was there on Thursday. And as, as anyone who's ever seen anything like Jason Isaacs, like on after track, I think you can figure out that he's a very charismatic fellow and really owns the room. And he really did. He was, he, he was just awesome. Like he came out, he owned the room. He was a lot of fun. He had a lot of really cheeky stuff to say when people would try to kind of mess, see if they could get any secrets out of him about what on, or like, would we see Lorca again? He really actually totally confused this fan who wanted to ask him about whether we'd see Lorca again, because he faint, he pretended he, that the microphone wasn't working. And he was like, no, no, your, mi- your microphone's not working. I don't know. I don't know what you just said. And the guy repeated himself and the poor guy repeated himself like three times before he caught on that. Like Isaacs was messing with him and he wasn't going to answer his question, you know? And he was like, <laughs> and he was like, all right, let's go over to this side of the stage and finally, you know, threw it over to somebody else. And the poor guy though was a little flustered for a minute. So, but yeah, it was really, he was great. Yeah. So. Yeah. And he was, uh, he was throwing out fortune cookies in the audience. I heard. Yes, he was. Yeah, he he cracked open a few and read them. Read them with you know his sort of fantastic, you know British accent relish that he did. You know, just loved reading them and messing with people. It was really great. <laughs> so that was our other. I'm person. so bummed I wasn't there. For yeah, that. me too. Yeah, me too. Because I came in late. Yeah, yeah. We all came in. You guys all Thursday came in or just later. a little late for it. Yep. Yep. But I was there, and it was really cool. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you saw it. <laughs> I yeah, was really happy. I got to see it. Yeah, I was happy. I was there for. What What other disco stuff do we want to talk about? Well, it was. Let's also say that it was the first Star Trek Las Vegas for the vast majority of the cast. They had they had been busy filming last year. So. Yep. So almost the entire cast is there. I think the actually the entire cast was there. Right. Um. I mean, except no, for you... Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Yeoh wasn't right. there, of course. Michelle Yeoh wasn't there, yeah. right. But, but yeah, just darn, darn near everybody was there at some point, which was really right. cool. Sonequa, Doug Jones. Yeah. Our new our new Captain Pike, Anson Mount, was there. Anson Mount. Yeah. It was very cool. They were they were split up into about four panels. They had a whole bridge crew panel with some of the with all the bridge crew actors, which was very nice because they're all mm-hmm. just like very nice people that really just are most of them are, you know, Toronto local actors that sort of got this amazing shot to be on Star Trek and they talked about it like that too that they kind of realized what they got and you know freaked out and thought it was really cool to be on the bridge and it was nice to hear from them yep and there was a bit of a newsy thing in Glenn Hetrick's panel yes Glenn Hetrick who's lead makeup designer yes the lead one of the lead makeup designers for mm-hmm. Discovery he made all sorts of cryptic references to the Klingons makeup being tweaked for season two. <laughs> yes, cryptic is right too. We should you yes, guys should we, really read our whole article to see everything, but it's it's quite something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Go to trekmovie.com. Yeah. Good, good advice any day of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we really don't know what any of it means. There are people speculating that they're gonna roll back the look a little bit. I don't think that's what they're gonna do. No, I think it's gonna get but, tweaked a little maybe. But Yeah, else. and you might people might get the hair that they want. 
I think that I didn't realize I, to this. I, I'm still amazed at how hung up people are on the hair on Klingons. Me but too. Apparently, a lot of people it's still like are. really not a big deal. So, yeah, not to me at least, but I, apparently it means quite a bit to a lot of people. So I wouldn't be surprised if that's okay. exactly okay. what we're going to see. But they yeah. and maybe this is something that you guys had heard already on After Trek or something. But they said something very clever as to why they gave the made the Klingons bald. Is there's a uh, in, in Rightful Air, when they meet Kaelas, like he tells a right. story about cutting his hair off and, and dipping it in the, the lava to mm-hmm. create the first Batleth. And, and he said, so yep. since these guys are more sort of uh, Kaelas orthodox, uh, they shave their heads too. And so well, I thought so that was... He actually... He, he mis- referenced he that, mis- actually. He misquoted him, though. Kaelas oh, cuts off a lock of his hair. He doesn't shave himself bald and make ah. a Batleth out of it. Okay, well, there so, we have it. So it's not quite right, but it, but we're getting, but you can tell we're, he's thinking about it, and this might, this is where we're sort of wondering, huh, maybe we're sort of backpedaling this hairless thing, or, you know, it, it's a trend that will change depending on who you are and how much you revere Kalos, you know, things like that. Right. It could be different parts of the Klingon homeworld on Kronos, you know, maybe some of them have hair, some don't. Mm. So I think, I think they're going to, try to please the more vocal anti-Klingon crowd a little bit. Because as we've seen over the past year, when you actually Photoshop hair onto the new Klingons, they look remarkably like the old Klingons. Yeah, they look very <laughs> yeah, similar. Yeah, that's true. You know, like, so, of all the things so. for them to say, okay, we'll try and make the fans happy. You know, the hair, really? All right. I know. Well, look, I'm totally speculating. Yeah. No, he did not I give any right. real hint. No, nothing that he, he said give... was very coherent, honestly. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of a bit random. Because they're not he's, allowed he's to say out there pretty his... much anything. Yeah. Well, he's also yeah. just like totally an artist. He's out there like an artsy headspace saying stuff, and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, I think I get it. And I love yeah, the yeah, idea. Yeah. I do enjoy listening to it. I love the idea that they went back to this this Kales quote to give some meaning to like to inform the, the creative choices they made uh, in terms of how to uh, shake the look of the Klingons. But at the same time, it's like, all right, you, you dove a little too deep there, Glenn. Right. Like that's... Well, and remember, that was that was Brian Fuller's push for that. So that's true. I think that's with true. Fuller gone, we may see them, like we were talking about, we may see them walk it back a little, tweak yeah. it more. With, with Fuller yeah. gone, we may see a lot of different things in season two. Matt, you made a very good point when we were in Vegas about how Obviously, the Klingons were very different at the beginning of the season. They were very much a fuller mandate. And by the end of the, of the season, when we saw the Tellarites and the Andorians, they looked more or less like they did during the original series. Obviously, more modernized look. Yeah, but they were, a, a little bit. They kind of stuck more to the traditional look for the character creatures. Right. And, and that's them left to their own devices long after Fuller was gone. So, so I'm starting to think, okay, well, you know, when Neville Page and Glenn Hetrick, who are the lead creature and makeup designers there... When they're left to their own devices, like they do pretty faithful updates, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, hey, mm-hmm. maybe you know, like let's let's see what these guys do, you know, like sort yep. of now left alone to do their own, you know, to move forward. So we'll see. Yep. Anyway, that was that was a cool little thing because uh, we're sitting in the panel and I'm like texting Matt back and forth. Is he saying what I think he's saying? <laughs> like, yeah, and we're going. Know. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the heck he is saying, but maybe you know, it's like I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. So. We'll see. Only season two next year will actually show us anything, so we're not really sure. Yep. But yep. Yeah. Yep. All yep. speculation uh, until then. He, yeah. Yep. Before we leave Disco, there was one other thing that I thought was kind of cool. It's another exclusive thing that they decided to say yes. here More at news. Las Vegas. 
one a cooling they decided to hold for us at las vegas and again not release i don't know some other random time or again the week of comic-con or something was right in the, in fact they chose a heck of a time to do it which is right in the middle of the panel with mm. like the the lead people with Sonequa martin gain doug jones and anson mount they towards the end they actually just said hey by the way we have some extra little bit of news like before we finish up here and finally a lot of people have been wondering i think we all have like where the heck is the physical media release where's the blu-ray or dvd release of season one of discovery well they they announced it they showed us the trailer you know for the special features and stuff Mm -hmm. so there it is it'll be out in november right in time to buy for the holiday season which is kind of what we were thinking because that's what you do is you kind of line it up to buy right before the new season starts that's the new that's the new trend in uh in like streaming tv shows like netflix does that they they won't release it the last season until the new season is about ready to go mm-hmm. right. so it pretty much follows that give or take a little uh you know what i've been asked about a lot it's not necessarily the blu-ray and dvd but when i'm going to be able to watch this on itunes or buy those right. same and products they still won't but, tell us but not and, physical yeah, yeah and we still don't know that one they still they still won't tell us about that yeah because that that's a big one for at least a lot of my friends are saying when can I download this to own it? Right. I think they're trying to keep that separate somehow. But if you want it digitally, sorry, it's still all access. Mm. Too bad. Even though that's not ownership, which is a, which is a big deal. People want to actually own it yeah. and not have it, say, revoked mm. at some point. So I don't know what to tell those people because they literally won't, won't announce anything about when it's available for like digital download. They're being very coy about that, which is really too bad because one would hope it's available in the same manner, but we'll see. So anyway, it, it will be out in the fall, I believe in November, they in said. In November, yeah. Yeah, so the timing is fortuitous for Christmas gifts, holiday gifts, any, you know, yep. for the yep. loved one in your life. It's like they planned it um, that way. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and we'll finally get to see what the show actually looks and sounds like, because as we've, notate, as we've noted in the past, the, the stream quality of CBS All Access is not exactly it's, it's great. Quite, it's quite poor. Anywhere from okay to pretty poor at times. Not obviously. to mention the sound. Um, and the sound, yeah. yeah. Yes, yeah. Two-channel stereo in the modern era. Why? Oh, just because they yeah. don't feel like implementing it, apparently. Yeah, so it's not just um, that it's a poor quality. It's not. They don't even release it on All Access in surround. Right. Yes. And that's, right. a, that's a technical limitation of only All Access. It's, that's it's right. It's actually mastered... Mastered in 5.1, you can get it that way in Canada over, you know, over cable. You get it that way from Netflix if you're international. Mm-hmm. So it's really not, fa- it's really not fair. I believe you get it that way through. If is it true that you get it right. 5.1 if you yes. purchase through Amazon Prime? Yes. If you if you add your if you add all access as an Amazon Prime channel, and so instead of going to CBS directly but adding it through Amazon, you get better image quality and you get 5.1. But is it true that so, that one is only with ads? They don't sell in an ad free no, no, on they, Amazon? they offer both okay offer well there you go yet everyone should do so that that is then. absolutely the better way to do it i'm about to cancel mm-hmm. one and switch yeah that's what i'll do myself. then when the next season starts yeah. i'll just go through my prime account um so which is utterly ridiculous by the way that this thing that's supposed to be a flagship for supposedly cbs's flagship streaming service is still behind the times but anyway yeah. the way to get that then is to see it on blu-ray because that will give you no compromises whatsoever kind of thing um I was right. I was telling, I was talking to I don't remember who it was, but one of the ironies is is if you look at that trailer, 
that C- that the CBS Home Entertainment, like the home video department, put out, the clips of the episodes that they just have in that little trailer look really good because it's actually a really good, well, even on YouTube, it's really good. And you could they, honestly, like just from a quick glan- glance anyway, they look better in this YouTube trailer than they do on All Access because they're from a high quality source that they started with for this promo and they don't compress that they didn't compress the heck out of it compared to what cbs's promo videos incredible so it was like mm. it was like wow this is really bad, bad. For one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it really doesn't speak well to them um it speaks nicely of the home entertainment division they made a great trailer yeah <laughs> but, good work, guys. Uh, but um so yeah that's a whole nother rant that we're for another day but yeah yeah matt um What's the audio mix for this thing? Five point one. It's five. It's really. It's only five. Okay. Well, I'm not really surprised. That's 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 typical of when they're targeting like just a normal TV audience. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose you're right. Um, it'll be nice to actually hear what discover because you know that those sound mixes were probably pretty intricate to begin with. Oh, I imagine so. I'm looking forward to actually hearing it in a, so, in a lossless yeah. mix, mix for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think. That, that, that alone will be a revelation. I, I, I am very interested, especially those early episodes where Lorca was a little muddled. I, I mean, that's just him, his performance. But also, I'm very interested to see if it helps that. Mm-hmm. Because I think it mm-hmm. should. I think it should. You know, I think it will. Because even when um, yeah. I purchased a soundbar, and I had previously been using the pretty terrible speakers built into my television before that, and then I was talking mm-hmm. to you, Matt, quite a bit about sound stuff, because I just don't know that much mm-hmm. about like how to actually get a good setup, and you helped me pick out a nice sound, sound bar that I asked for for Christmas and got, and once I got, nice. once I installed nice. that, I could hear a big difference in how well I could hear, particularly Lorca, but all the characters. Yeah, yeah. it's it's really it's really a shame that what they, they seem to have done a terrible job the audio term is folding down the five channel mix to a two channel mix mm-hmm. on, yeah. on all access. They seem to have done it just, it seems to be done, you know, automatically and just terribly yeah, so. on the fly on the yep, fly totally, and just terribly. So, yeah. and, and I think I, I know that this is getting a little ranty, but just to say that we've actually heard feedback from members of our staff and members of the community who actually have hearing difficulties, who have repeatedly said they're frustrated with discovery because of that. And I think that's something that CBS really needs to understand is like, Hey, your 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 terrible, you know, on the fly two channel fold down is really causing a problem with your customers. That's not acceptable. Yeah. You know? Like um, so the good news is you should have none of those problems on the proper Blu-ray or DVD, you know, full discrete five point one mix. Or if you we sign have, up I for assume. all access via Prime. Right. Exactly. Right. So problem so, solved. So hey kids, if you have Amazon Prime, you utilize that instead. Yeah. Seriously. It's Anywho, here we go. Thanks for well, that discovery detail roundup. about that. There's a lot of stuff I didn't realize. It's fun. It's fun talk. It's fun talking to Matt about the DVD, Blu-ray, sound quality, video quality stuff because you've really uh, got a lot of cool stuff to say about it. So I appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's good. Hopefully, we didn't turn a bunch of people off and they all just tuned out. But <laughs> no way, no. I think it's like we want to get the best Star Trek experience we can, man. Come on. Darn right. That's right. That's right. Darn right. Especially for something that's brand new and is supposed to be gorgeous looking, right? In theory. Maybe a little too blue sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and dark. So, uh, you know what else was a big thing at the this convention in particular? Like, the Discovery wasn't even really wh- what I would call the, 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 the headlining series of this year's convention. 
It was the Deep no, Space Nine cast. Yeah. Because, yes. of course, this year yeah. is the 25th anniversary of Deep Space Nine. So there yep. were a couple yep. of special things they did uh, for Deep Space Nine, but what do you guys think about your 25th anniversary celebration experience? I, it was underwhelming. It was really a bummer. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I felt the same way. Yeah, even last year for the TNG 30th, they had a little bit more going on. Um, that was a little underwhelming too, honestly, but like this is even more so. Um, at least for the TNG 30th, they had a, a a better exhibit than what they did for the 25th of Deep Space Nine. Um, they just had a bunch of production art up, like reproductions of production art in a little gallery, and that was it. Like, you know, for TNG production art. No, 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 for Deep Space oh. Nine. No, DS9. So for TNG though, they had the production art, uh, prop replicas. Yeah, I remember the props. And and a whole bunch of um, artwork in the hallways going on. Yeah, much more extensive. It was much more. Yeah. So it was like everywhere. And this this time it was like, hey, you say Sands is twenty fifth anniversary too. Go like, look at this cool, thing. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and, um, and, and while and again, like uh, one of the things that was different was. Um, the banners that hang from the ceiling mm-hmm. were double-sided, which they are usually double-sided. But what was interesting is, you know the side that faces you when you walk in? Discovery. You only see Deep Space Nine stuff when you turn around and you walk back out the Aww. other direction. Mm-hmm. I actually thought that was kind of cool. I like that it has well, both. I like that, yeah. It's cool that yeah. it has both. It's not cool that like they way underplayed the DS9 thing. And I think a lot of people were there for to celebrate Deep Space Nine. Most of the Deep Space Nine panels had a lot of attendance. I, mm-hmm. I mean, some of them were earlier. They in the, did. Some of them were earlier in the cons. So they were naturally light, but like, even for that, you know, earlier sort of day in the convention, I thought they had a lot of good attendance. So I think that really says something. A lot of people showed up, and I don't know how well it was really celebrated. You know. Yeah. Kind of bums me out. You know, and they did have some special panels. They had a screening of the episode Far Beyond the Stars. Uh, and then yeah. afterwards, they had a huge panel with like, I don't remember how many people were on. There was, I think there was like eleven people on stage. Yeah, yeah. he was starting everybody in that episode. Yeah, was yeah, there. it was like Ira and the entire cast, minus of course Avery Brooks, who doesn't come. Minus him, except yeah, right. you could have fooled me with Ciroc up there. I tell you. Oh, yeah, because of how he's really looking. cut his hair and has grown his cookie his, out. In his beard, he had glasses on. He he looks the yeah. way that Avery Brooks. Yeah. looked whatever he's, he's, 10 years ago yeah because he's in his 30s and or actually late 30s like, and looks it really looks a lot yeah 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 so that was cool um it was like i said it was sort of a little bit and i wish there was more somehow to sell like they could celebrate more somehow you you know what i i would do want to say something about those banners that i thought was pretty awesome that i saw happening a couple of times the stars who were on the banners we're like loving it. And so the first yeah. um, instance I got, this is before, I think it was before I even got onto the convention floor, um, I ran into oh, Nicole DeBoer, who of course yeah. plays mm-hmm. Ezri Dax on Deep Space Nine. And she was like, my face is up on a banner. And she showed me this video she had taken. And it's a video of her like looking up at the banner and walking past it. And it's her face. And then she goes past it, she turns around and it's Michael Burnham. And she was yeah, so she was excited. So She's like, I'm on the yeah. same banner as Michael Burnham. Like, me and Michael, right up there. <laughs> so she was yeah. totally loving yeah. it. And then yeah. later on in the week, I saw some of the Discovery cast walking down the hallway. And um, I think it was Shazad that I saw, like, point up at his 
his uh, banner and get super excited. And I saw them all taking pictures of the banners with their faces on it. So it was just cool to see that. Mm. Yeah. And actually, and the cast themselves, uh, the, the Discovery cast, was actually really happy to like meet the Deep Space Nine cast. There's lots of photos like from them on Twitter like taking selfies with other DS9 members. So like they think it's super cool, but apparently it just wasn't celebrated. Like, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, well, you guys think it's cool. We think it's cool. What the heck, you know? Yeah, I felt like, like they could have done more. So the other cool thing is, of course, as expected, we got an update on the Deep Space Nine documentary. Mm-hmm. What we the long-awaited on. Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it's still supposed to be coming this year. They really, they, they're they really close. They're getting closer. This year, it. the anniversary year, they really want it to come right. out. They're getting closer. They have that. They've they've got picture lock. They have a running time. I believe it's an hour forty-eight. Yep, that's what they say. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm actually surprised so, they kept it that short, considering how much footage they've been going through. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have a lot of restraint. So much footage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there'll be. A, uh, there's going to, I think, be a fairly extensive extra features. Yeah, section. that's. that's oh, I'm hoping yeah. for that. That'll be awesome. Yeah, they said as yeah. much, and they said that like even some of the other stuff that doesn't fit, like on a disc, they're hoping that like the Indiegogo campaign people can log in and get you know sort of even more streaming extras. You know, you yep. log in. Yep. Cool. And get more over over time. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. Right, and Ira showed a clip, and it looks it looks like it's going to be a, a fun documentary. Yeah, and he showed a clip that was really cool because uh, he, he told us after that, because it's kind of dark and hard to tell in the theater, but he said, you know, by the way, like those two clips you just saw were some of the first clips that we scanned, you know, freshly from the Masters in HD, which was really cool. Right. So they're slowly starting to get there. Yep, so... Hopefully, they, they plan on having it out by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're all really looking. Yeah, we're all really looking. Should, forward we, to I think, that. yeah, it's going to be really exciting. We should do a special this. episode of the Shuttlepod, like I after was, we watched it. I was just about to I say that. I totally agree. I know, agree. I can tell, and I hadn't said anything for a while, so I wanted to snatch it away from you. <laughs> Good job, Jared. Nicely done. No Nicely done. Why not? Let's do it. Oh, I think we should. It's, it's a big deal. Your right. profit in the wind, and I heard it. Well done. Which rule of acquisition is that? I I don't know. One of the higher ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So uh, now let's talk a little bit about cosplay. Uh, the thing that I that I, I I enjoyed so much was the huge variety of different aspects of the franchise that people were on dis- that people had on display. You had lots of Discovery stuff. You had original series stuff. You of course had the all the different kinds of Berman era costumes. There are a lot more people wearing Enterprise costumes than I thought, and maybe that's just a little easier, like to make your own Enterprise jumpsuit if you have like overalls at home or whatever they are. Uh, and then you saw people from the movies, uh, and and some people dressed up as like Galaxy Quest characters, uh, and and then you even had some um, uh, uh, people dressed up as the crewman from the Orville. So I was I was really yeah a lot of Orville cosplay that. actually, and they're really good ones yeah. too. They were great. Yeah, they were great. And the Galaxy... Can we talk about the Galaxy Quest people for a minute? Please. Those guys were, like, amazing. They were incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And, in fact, Rain Wilson, who was on Galaxy Quest as one of the Thermians, gave a shout-out to them. He's like, did you guys see the Thermians walking around here? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And they... And he he went and got a photo with them later. I'm glad he did, because they were were in character the entire time. Oh, yeah. They they were amazing. Like, doing the walk and everything. And, like... Yeah. And by the way, they have dedication right they there. have you guys should really go check them out. They have a Facebook page and I think it's called Thermians from Utah and their cosplay is insane. 
Yeah. yeah, I need to meet these Incredibly guys. Incredibly detailed. Yeah, you've got to meet those guys, Jared, because they're right. They yeah. they must be not too far from you. Um, yeah, about they half go an to hour. Salt Lake Comic Con every year. She said. Okay, I'll see. There I'll you see then. Get some pictures because they, well, they even have a guy who's um. Oh my god, I was about to call him Sarek. <laughs> uh, uh, Sam Rockwell. No, no, no. The no the the, the, the bad guy. The lead bad yeah. guy. Oh, uh, uh, not Soren, not Sarek. <laughs> It's another S. Yeah, now I can't think of it either. I feel retarded. Uh, me too. It's okay. It, yeah. Anyway, but they have him and he's incredible. You know, I think the the most possibly the most incredible Star Trek cosplay that I saw was the guy Saris. who did Voke. Yeah. That was guys, amazing. Did you guys see that yeah. that? It was like I, full I prosthetic. Yeah. It was like that that could have been the actual makeup from the show. It was insane. It was amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah costume was great his makeup like his full head prosthetic was amazing the the cleverest and it wasn't necessarily a work of amazing artistry and craftsmanship but the uh the costume that uh i thought was the most creative was someone was dressed up as the cloud from timescape yes Picard puts a smiley yes. face oh the smiley face it was so yeah. funny it was awesome but it's perfectly obscure like it's awesome i like yeah, when people cosplay as things like if i've seen people go as the as the enterprise mm. um i saw someone go as i think they must have been a pair and someone was deep space nine and the other person was space and so they would like stand they would like put their the little wormhole. cloak thing up no it was a wormhole you're right they would like put, pull, it was awesome pull their, she'd flip open it, the wormhole. yeah she'd like flip yeah. her dress out and the wormhole was there and then the the someone else who was dressed up as the um, as Deep Space Nine, they were like walking around together. That was a few years ago, though. Yeah. No, no, they did it again. This oh, did year. they? Talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't see them this year. year. I have pictures of them from a couple they're, years ago. They're here this year. It was great. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah. I ran, we ran into them, and it was really funny. I've also because she basically like flashes you. She like lifts up her skirt, yeah. and turns into it, like wormhole. folds out. It's really funny. into the wormhole. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen someone do um, the, the the creature from the Skin of Evil. Oh, Armis. Armis. Yeah. yeah. Which was just like a big trash bag, and it was really funny. I've never seen that. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad that he could use a trash bag rather than actual slime, because that would get pretty messy. Oh. Ooh, well, yeah. so, some brave soul also was walking around as Captain Picard on, on uh, vacation on Risa. <laughs> so straight up, like, Speedo and, like, terry cloth robe and a Horgon. It was pretty... Nice. It's pretty... I was like, wow, you go, dude. Did, like, that's awesome. Did you, any of you guys ask him if he was seeking Jamaharon? No, because that would have been a in, the, in the current political climate, you can't be that forward. <laughs> hey, he's the one with the Horgon out. He's got the Horgon. He was out. asking oh, for a it, Horgon Jared. does not mean consent. He was asking for it. There was also that one guy dressed up as an alien from the planet Sharon, you know, the black and white guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. Walking around with a sign that said Lokai was oh, friends. Right. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Yeah. That was funny. Um, there was another guy walking around with a Batman outfit, but a Borgified Batman Oh, yeah, that was yeah, great. Like the, thing was re- like the Batman that, power suit from uh, Batman yeah, that thing was Superman. that thing was ridiculous. Yeah. And he told me that it took him like 40 working hours. To oh, I, that thing. I believe That's it. Fast, it was incredibly detailed. Yeah. It really was. Yeah, he must have. He yeah, must I mean, he obviously stopped. has a great deal of skill. But. Yeah, it, that looked like it was. Very, it would have been very difficult to walk around in. It was so so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. 
Hey, one time I cosplayed at a different convention, not a Star Trek convention. I cosplayed Han Solo and Carbonite. Let me tell you, that was hard to walk around in. Holy cow. Yeah, I believe it. You have pictures of that? I, like I do, see. yeah. I'll send them to you guys. I was actually also in, cool. in SF Gate, the San Francisco newspaper. <laughs> like like the print oh, cool. version. So I have a clipping of me wow. as, as Han Solo and Carbonite on my door. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Send that, definitely. I'd love to yeah, see Yeah, we'll that. do. Okay, let's see. Now, were there, were there any other announcements, news items? Matt, was there something you wanted to mention? Just for people who are novels and are reading novels, I'm not a huge novel reader, but it's important to a lot of the fan base, is we were wondering what the heck happened. I think everyone wondered what the heck was going on with the novels because they just seemed to peter out, right? They were just released a few, and then there was nothing on the horizon. And supposedly they were reworking deals, you know, uh, with the salmon schuster and all this stuff so the good news is is, uh they had a panel and they said that there's more novels coming um the first novel to come off the 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 line is one to focus on tilly and then they're actually gonna get back to doing both tos and next gen novels so that's good news oh that is cool all right well uh closing thoughts uh uh, sort of to, to tie a bow on this uh, Br- Brian, what was your general reaction to the convention, sort of the 50,000-foot view? Well, the, the convention itself was fun, I thought. I think there was obviously Patrick's, the, the steward announcement was obviously supercharged the entire thing. Um, but I thought Creation put on a good show, as they normally do. Um, I do think that the convention might have been a little long. I'm not so sure it needed five days. It felt like there was a lot of padding. Mm. Yes. Yeah, totally. I don't know if you, how the rest of you felt about that. Um, I, that's not to say that this convention can't be five days. I mean, if there are more shows coming and projects, and obviously you'll need more panels and you'll need more time to devote to it. So, But it, there are years, like this is the third year in a row they've done five days. They started with the 50th anniversary and they're doing it now. And for the 50th, it made a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like it really did last year or this year. It no. felt, felt like there's a lot of like things that they kind of, in order to fill the five days, they were just kind of stretching things. They were. It's, like, yeah, you could feel it. Yeah, and Matt, Matt yeah, you were, the, like you were the only one who was there the whole time. You, you'd agree right. with that? If, yeah, because I got there about Wednesday afternoon. So yeah, I was there mo- pretty much all of it. Um, yeah, it felt long. And then it felt short. <laughs> it yeah. felt long. And then once you, once you hit the Patrick Stewart announcement and stuff, things momentum you know because then you get to like the meat of the weekend and things really hit and it was and it was just like okay this is why did we need to be here on wednesday then you know what i mean like why it was uh, it's not necessary well it's just it's it, it makes it so. the trip more expensive it means you have to miss more work you know yeah. and it's intense right. it's intense like everything in vegas is intense a lot of people it's who intense. have never been yeah. there a lot of people don't like vegas because it's too much and if i have a friend who's asking me if they should go you know, I say, you know, three days in Vegas is enough for most people. Yep, I, I yeah, like certainly. that. I like high energy places. So I, I really like that kind of thing. But even so, the convention is so intense and there's not like a second for breathing. I wish I could come on Wednesday, have a pool day, and then start the convention mm-hmm. on Thursday or Friday. Right. Yeah, yeah that's right. what you mean. But yep. I can't take a whole week right. off of work, so I can't come earlier. See, I didn't get there till Friday afternoon, so I felt like it was just the exact right amount of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I yeah. think four days is fine. 
four days is yeah. I think okay. four days is good. I agree. And and like I said, if more shows come along and become hits and the demand is there, then obviously five days will right. probably be necessary. But honestly, in the yeah. meantime, like you said, since 2017, there's been no point. There's just been no need for that. Yeah, it didn't feel particularly and, necessary. And all these new shows are a year plus out from happening. Right. So like, really? Right. Right. But, yeah. but you know the attendance felt lower than even no- normalizing for the fact that we had a big bump in attendance around the 50th even taking that out it felt lower yeah. than another like it felt it felt lower than more years. Years. even last yeah. year we were kind of yeah, yeah it felt lower we than we were last walking year. around you know the bars in the evening and we're like where is everybody like we can find yeah. and, and uh, did you yeah. guys n- notice that we could find a a seat uh, we could get a table at pretty much any restaurant right away with no wait. That doesn't ever yeah. happen. Yeah. Which is awesome. Which is great. That's a, that's a good side effect. But yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, that is definitely the benefit of it. Because like going to like I went to breakfast at the hash house one morning. And that's usually nearly And impossible. normally there's a there's yeah. an obscene line yeah. to get into that place. And I waited maybe three or four minutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's a data that's point. That's crazy. Yeah, because yeah, you guys remember the lines. Yeah, at that we place. usually can't yeah. get in there without Christine because she has that VIP card thing that none of us have. Right. right, right. Otherwise, you're like waiting an hour with a line down, yeah. you know, all the way down the row, kind of thing. Yeah. So I don't know why the attendance has been steadily decreasing. I don't know if it's one reason or a multitude of reasons, but it's kind of. I think. I think when sad. people get more comfortable with Discovery, we might there might be a better uptick too. Yeah. Like after season two. Yeah, there might be. We'll see. Maybe. And hey, hey, I'm telling you, Patrick Stewart, Discovery may or may not have been able to prop up CBS All Access on its own. You know, it it was it was struggling to get a lot of people to that platform. But Patrick Stewart, as Jean-Luc Picard, will do it. Everyone, everyone is going to know what CBS All Access is now. And -hmm. when you tell people, oh, yeah, Yeah. you know, I've been watching that new Star Trek show and they go, oh, you mean the new movies? You know, it's not going to be that anymore. People will people will have heard of it. <laughs> right. So right. That, no, that could be a huge reinvigoration into the fan base. And uh, it, yeah. it could help bring the attendance way up. You know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, you, you have to assume that Patrick will be back at the convention next year. And he'll right. be bringing some sort of clip with him. Right. So that alone will drive attendance. Patrick Stewart is one of the three major pillars of the Star Trek franchise. The other two being Shatner and Nimoy. Everything that they do is, you know, the three of them are, are the rock stars of Star Trek. Yeah, the, the ones who have a presence outside of us. Right, and they just draw. They just draw. Like, they're just, they're huge. So, yeah, it'll help all access. It'll probably help the convention. There's, like, no downside yeah. to it. Unless they screw it up. Well, let's hope for the the best. (laughs) Optimistic. They have some good writers working on it, so I am hopeful. And I wouldn't think Patrick, I would hope that if Patrick is willing to come back, that he wouldn't come back. Yes, and and he has an executive producing credit on this. So it seems like he's going to be, you know, more involved, let's say. Yeah, he very clearly believes in this and cares about it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exciting times ahead, and we look forward to STLV 2019. We do need some time to rest. Yes, oh just a gosh. little bit. Yes. Yeah, please. <laughs> I think people, like, to put it in perspective, Comic-Con happens, and then, like, eh, a week, maybe 10 days, depending on how the calendar falls, later, you go right into Star Trek Las Vegas. 
So mm-hmm. it's yep. really quick. Mm-hmm. These two really big things happen back to back almost. Yep. Yep, and I think it's going to happen again next year. Same thing. Yeah, same, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for, for staying with us the whole time as we talked about our fun weekend we had in Vegas this a uh, few days ago. We uh, all appreciate the chance that we have to, to go to those, those things and see each other. And we're, uh, we're grateful for you, the fans of Trek Movie and the Shuttlepod, for giving us a great excuse to, uh, to hang out with each other. So uh, goodbye from me and all of us here. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. See you next year. Bye, everybody.